And we're recording the call, FYI, for everyone that is going to speak up. I want you guys to know that. So we're going to talk today. This is our third month book club, Crushing It. Many of you guys know that uh, Gary Vaynerchuk, the author, I'm a huge, huge fan. I've been talking about him, I don't know, for years on my social media. So um, we're going to jump in and talk about, and, and I, I'm not sure how many of you guys have had the opportunity to read the book. I know that I bought 50 copies of the book and I gave away 49, and if you've read the book or know anything about Gary Vaynerchuk, you know that he's a surprise and delight guy, and uh, Jab, 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 Right Hook is one of his other four books that he's written. I highly recommend read, you guys reading all of his books, not only just for the description and the social media that he talks about, but our industry is brand new for many of you on the call. Um, it's just good business sense. So for those of you that received the free copies, I hope you read the book so that we have a good, a good opportunity to discuss it. So, um, and, and I also recommend if you have the opportunity and live in South Florida, Gary's going to be here on May 2nd with Tony Robbins and the guy from Shark Tank, So, and the tickets are pretty cheap. So if you want to see Gary live and in person, May 2nd, South Florida, I think it's at the Broward Convention Center. So please uh, attend that, and um, next year in January, uh, there's an event called Agent 2021, which I went to last year. Uh, Jason Siano from New York City went, Chris Ressa, those of you that follow Chris on LinkedIn. We, I think we were the only three, uh, and Aaron Zucker from PEP were the only three commercial real estate people in the audience, and next year, my goal is to have 200 of you guys there. Because everything that Gary is espousing, we all need to learn. And I think you guys have seen some of it of the stuff that I've been doing, and I've been, you know, watching what he's doing and trying to convert it to our business. So I'm going to jump in on uh, the book. And I hear a lot of um, noise. If you guys are not if you don't want to talk or speak up, then can you mute your lines, but then come back on when you want to speak up. So for those of you that had the opportunity to read the book and even those of you that did not, the title is Crushing It, How Great Entrepreneurs Build Their Business and Influence and How You Can Too. And I will say a few things about that. Uh, the first book was Crush It, and, and this is the uh, – the sequel to that book, and I read that book in '09 and learned I was not on Facebook when I read that book, <laughs> and for those of you that know now that I've jumped in hook, line, and sinker, Facebook, LinkedIn, now I have a YouTube channel, uh, I'm on Twitter, so um, between Crush It and then the three books in the middle and Crushing It, he, he talks a lot about how what personal branding is and the media and how we are all our own media companies. When we were at HN 2021, um, he, there was a panel with the guy from Million Dollar Listing. Um, his name was Ryan Serhant. And so many of us maybe not know who that is. He's, he's on the Million Dollar list, Listing, a big guy with um, in residential real estate. And what he and Gary talked about, which I thought was very, very interesting for our business and for the guys and girls on the phone that are working for true brokerage companies, is they asked him, what, where do you see the business going, you know, in the next five years in, in real estate? And um, they both thought that just like the middleman is gone in a lot of businesses and industries and disruption, they were kind of talking about how the middleman, the brokerage company, may lose its place. And I, I found that to be a fascinating, fascinating topic and idea when it comes to all of our businesses. Now, for those of us that work for companies that own shopping centers and we lease for those shopping centers, there might not be disruption as far as the relationship between the developer, the landlord, and you. But for those of you guys who work for brokerage firms, if you create your personal brand on social media, whether that's LinkedIn, 
you know, if you guys are not following Chris Ressa from DLC, please do so. I think you're, you'll find that the topics he brings up in, re, in, in our industry are very so, thought-provoking, and he's becoming a thought leader with thousands and thousands and thousands of followers, likes, um, reviews, and, and engagement. I, I'm learning a lot from his posts. So whether it, you do it on LinkedIn and, and I will tell you that, I don't know, Chris, if you're on the phone, jump in, but he's been getting a lot of engagement with the national retailers on LinkedIn, and I know that that's always a big topic when I'm, talk, when I'm teaching and speaking. That's, you know, one topic that you guys are always asking me about, how do I engage the national retailer? And I think that Chris is having a very good experience with that, and I know I don't know if Greg Combs is on the phone with uh, with um, GGP. He's also experienced that. Now GGP's got a huge portfolio, so he may not have as big of a problem getting through to the national retailers like some of us small guys. But by becoming your personal brand, and by coming your becoming your own media company with thought leadership and engagement, it, it, it will be very interesting to watch to see if that brokerage house is of the necessity that it is today. And I know that's going to be a controversial topic, but, you know, I'm not afraid of that, as you guys know. So um, the other thing hey, Beth? that – yeah. Gary Vaynerchuk, how are you? Gary! <laughs> How's it going? delight. Hi, Gary, how are you? I'll talk quick because I know you're very busy out in L.A., no worries. So, I just wanted to pop in and say hello. How are you? I'm great. So, Gary, 98% of the call is commercial real estate folks. And, uh, you know, I know you know Jason Ciano and Chris Ress and I are bound and determined to get these guys to know who you are and to get them at Asian yep. 2021 in January. Yep. And if you, if you have any words to say to our group, you know, you did a phenomenal pop-up with your K-Swiss sneaker, and I thought that that was an interesting topic because in retail we're seeing and doing a lot of pop-ups. So if anything yep. you want to speak to our group before you have to drop off, you know, the floor is yours, yep. dear. Yeah, so, hey, everyone. Uh, good morning, good afternoon. Uh, I, I guess very simply, I have a lot of empathy for the people on this call and around the world that continue to try to figure out what they should be spending their time and money on. And, and I recognize that if you're selling, you know, you know T-shirts to 15-year-old, you know, boys and girls, you know, social media feels like it's relevant. I also have empathy that if you've been in commercial real estate for 17 years and you're 42 to 64 years old uh, and in the current landscape, it doesn't – the first thing that comes to mind when you're chasing five guys – or, or you know, Orange Theory, or McDonald's, or or what, or related real estate is not that social media is going to get it done. But as Beth mentioned earlier in the call, you know, being a media company or acting like a media company is exactly right. And so I think if I could make any statement in a short period of time, and I, I'd love to answer a couple questions while I'm here, but if I could make any statement, I think. The thing that I've done my whole life has been practical around business. I have no emotion towards Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, Instagram. Um, I, re I, I could care less if they all disappear tomorrow. That's just the utter truth. What my religion is, is, is understanding communication and then understanding how to create for it to create the action that I'm looking for, whether that is to sell a, a bar of soap or have my friend nominated for an award or raise awareness around, you know, the PTA. Uh, and and I, I, I'm convinced that nobody on this call, even the biggest advocates, truly understands how, how powerful Facebook and LinkedIn specifically is for this audience and how much it can drive business results. Or if you made the financial or men and mental commitment to starting a podcast just around commercial real estate, which, you know, is going to attract all of 1,700 listeners, 5,000 listeners. However, if it's the right 3,000 listeners, can drive your business through the roof. And so big fish, small pond in the pond that's very lucrative. A small pond maybe in size, but a very deep small pond in its business opportunities. And that's what I'm thinking about here. 
How do I get one person on this call to become the big fish in a small pond, even if it's, you know, central, southern Florida, commercial real estate agent? How do you become that tastemaker for the QSRs or the other people expanding into or pop-up or what have you? Um, how do you become the thought leader, the tastemaker, um, so that you're winning disproportionate amount of the business opportunities and it's coming to, you know, when you become media, it comes to you. When you're advertising, you're going to them, right? And so creating content that brings value to the, uh, you know, for example, going out right now with your phone and interviewing 25 people on the street of like, what, what makes you go to a QSR or a fast food restaurant or how do you decide what gym you sign up for? And then you mash that together and post it on Facebook and LinkedIn against the employees of the top 50, you know, gyms that are expanding nationally and regionally. I love B2B. Like, I know if Orange Theory or, or Shake Shack is deciding to expand in my region, that's – you can manipulate that. You can create for that. You can bring value for that. And I, I think there's too many people on this call and in the world that just say, well, that's crazy. Like, why, why would Instagram work for me? I do commercial real estate. The 62-year-old or 48-year-old decision maker at, corporate, at the corporate headquarters of the kind of companies I'm courting, they're not on, but they are. Uh, and they are at scale on Facebook, on LinkedIn, on Twitter, listening to podcasts. And so I think a lot of people are saying that their customer or target audience isn't on something because fundamentally I think too many people are lazy and don't want to put in the work and don't want to learn a new craft because it's not what they grew up with and humans hate change. And you'd rather make the excuse that it's not happening because you don't want to put in the work. So that's what I feel. Absolutely. You know, old ways that won't get you to new new ways of doing things, right? And and uh Yeah, I mean the know, thing I, the thing that got you here is the vulnerability of the thing that will help you get to the next place. Exactly. You know, we I run my first Facebook page uh ad for tenants at one of my shopping centers, got eighteen leads, six were qualified, we had one showing, we're gonna do more of that as you know, as you have And and uh, and know. help me here. And help me yep. here. How much did that cost you in the ads? Twenty five hundred for the ad, two fifty for the implementer, and if I do yep. one deal, it could raise the value of the shopping center, you know, hundred thousand dollars of value. And here's the best part: as a practitioner of Facebook ads, you fundamental. No matter what, I know that twenty five hundred wasn't spent best in class because even every ad I run on Facebook, and we're the best in the world, isn't best because the platform's so deep creatively and analytically. There's always white spaces, so. To get that level of leads and quality leads, the the 15th time you do it, maybe $1,100, and that's the point of the power of the platform. Right, and that's what I'm learning. You know, trying we did we did the ad over four weeks. The first ad it was just a, a, a picture. The second ad was another picture. The third time it was a video, and yep. that the video got way more play. So you know we're learning, and that's this audience. You know, there this audience thinks I'm crazy, right? I mean, I Jason Fiano was in New York City who's running around with a camera behind him at our, at our industry conferences. They all think we're crazy, but I'm hoping that by, you know, thanks for jumping on the call and them reading your book and then coming next year to Agent 2021 that more people, there's going to be more people in the commercial arena doing it. And, and you know, being involved in social media, I keep telling them, is like networking on steroids, Right, hundred percent. It's like yeah, I mean, you know, look, my whole for twenty yeah twenty years, I was crazy until I wasn't, right? Right. <laughs> like like everything was crazy until I was a genius. Launching a website for a liquor store in nineteen ninety six was a hell of a lot more crazy than doing social media and commercial real estate in twenty eighteen. People thought the internet was a fad, right? You know, like yeah. buying Google AdWords was crazy, right? Starting a YouTube show in two thousand six was crazy. Spending all my time on Twitter and Facebook in 2007 was crazy. Everything I've done is crazy until it's genius, right? So, right. And, and, and here's the thing. There's plenty of things I do that don't end up working, um, but I'm always tasting. You know, I think, of, I think of marketing like food. I'm stunned by how many people have decided they don't like oysters and caviar or, or flat, you know, flatbreads without ever trying it. Yeah. I, well, Gary, this I, is I, Jason I, Sienna. Hey, Jason. Hey, so, uh, you know, at, at Agent 2021 in the uh, Ask Gary D show, uh, show segment of it, I asked you the question at the end, 
about how we can get more people involved in, in you know, social media and, and, and creating vlogs and things of that nature. And, you know, you, you use the, the, uh, the term fucking Rick and just basically doing it and watching people who do not actually believe that this is the new norm kind of fall by the wayside. And, and that's what we're experiencing. And Beth is doing an amazing job in our industry trying to get a uh, industry that does not innovate to uh, to really understand the magnitude of this stuff. I, I think that I appreciate this. I, look, I think that's you, and for everybody who's listening, it, you know, I just I just really hope that you're not letting romance or emotion or fear dictate your actions, right? Like every industry is being affected by technology. Social media is a slang term for the pipes of the way we communicate as human beings in the modern world, right? Like, like. You know, I want to make sure everybody who's listening doesn't get it confused. Social media is communication. You know, there's no, that, that's all we're talking about here. What Jason's right. doing is creating a TV show, a documentary, a, a video, you know, a movie. Like, let's not get this stuff confused. Um, there's more people. There's more people who are going to watch, you know, my blog or listen to my podcast today than 95% of the shows on television and radio. I mean, I don't. I, this is just not very confusing. It's analytical. It's business. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, and I'm just, I'm going to leave with this because I have to run. I, I just want everybody to know in this call, I'm not, I, I, you know, I can't speak for Beth or Jason. Everybody's got their own things. I'm not necessarily emotional or interested in convincing anybody on this call to do it. I, I, I actually weirdly prefer that you don't because attention is binary. We're all fighting for attention. You know, that same person on LinkedIn who you might be trying to reach to sell commercial real estate, I might be looking to reach to sign up for my wine of the month club. And if all of you are trying to get in that pipe the way I am, it might cost me $9 to get in front of her instead of six. So weirdly, and this is just facts, I am this pied piper for all this opportunity while equally hoping and actually probably subconsciously realizing that 99% of you are going to do nothing about it because you doing something about it, you listening to me or the books or Beth or Jason, is actually detrimental to what I'm trying to achieve because we're fighting for share of attention, not just for against a wine retailer or other commercial real estate agent. Um, so, you know, I, what, when one advocates for something, when it's in their own short-term financial uh, non-interest, then you know they're playing on being historically correct and legacy. And I think it's an important thing for everybody to quantify. I believe in it so much that I'm willing to hurt my short-term economics. Gary, before we let you run real quick, this is Aaron Zucker. Is there any chance you could shed some light on what, what, what we can do to differentiate ourselves on LinkedIn? Yeah, sure, Aaron. Uh, you know, I think, first of all, it starts with content, Aaron, right? Like, like it's just about how, how not – you know, what I love about – this kind of call is like a, there's an enormous amount of institutional knowledge about the work and the business, meaning maybe we're not the biggest experts on how to run a hashtag campaign on Instagram or a conversion funnel on Instagram stories, but I know that there's a lot of people on this call that know exactly what they're doing with their business. So, you know, I think the thing that stands out is content. I, you know, whether it's written word or video or audio, Aaron, everybody here has to figure out how they best communicate and then create content there which shows their smarts. Like, look, making a three-minute video on why you believe this building is a super good buy to, to rent from because you know what's happening with the zoning or you know what's happening with the renovations on the highway uh, that's adjacent to it, which is going to lead to more foot traffic over the next three and a half years during that time, or whatever it may be, put in video form, whether entertaining or informational. I think too many people think you have to have a shtick, you know, monotone, you know, just facts play, utility plays, knowledge plays. And so, you know, Aaron, you, differentiating yourself by just doing is actually ironically the best thing. And then, and then Googling, how do I run LinkedIn ads or targeted LinkedIn ads or Facebook ads? And also recognizing that it may, you may think that LinkedIn's the better play because it's a professional landscape, but targeting employees of a company, which is a way that you can target, um, or, or, a 20-mile radius because you never know when you run a Facebook ad of, like, looking for office space or looking for a retail shop. You never know when, you know, the cousin of somebody who just had drinks last night and their, and their 
their their cousins ready to open up their third coffee shop, and they happen to see that ad in the stream. Uh, do not make assumptions that you need to stand out on LinkedIn. I do think Facebook's more underpriced on this. And then all it is is literally just content. You heard earlier with Beth, first two didn't play. It was the vi- it was the picture. Then the video worked. What Beth is going to learn along the way is the accompanying sentence with that video mattered. The first three seconds of that video, the way she opened it, did they waste time to get to the punchline? There's so much art. I would say Googling things like how do you make the best content to convert in the B2B space, you'd be stunned how many articles and videos there are about there. So, you know, Aaron, ultimately it's the mental commitment to actually really doing this and then the doing of it is going to be a great, better and bigger differentiator. Cool. I appreciate it. Thank thank you so much, Gary. I know you've got got it on. Thank you so much. Take care. Bye-bye. Thanks, Gary. So how about that, you guys? That was cool. (laughs) All right. So uh, let's continue to jump in. So those of you that aren't, you know, big fans of him are probably don't have goosebumps like some of us that are. So so anyway, um, you know, this industry continues to – continues – because I see them every day in my email feed do email blasts. And I would challenge all of you on the phone, because if you're on the phone, you have some interest in doing some things differently to try to get away from the email blasts. The retailers absolutely hate them. Every time I see them, they ask me to tell you guys, which is why I keep, you know, hyping and harping on it. So, you know, get on Facebook. Facebook, what I found is I've, I've, really strengthened relationships on Facebook with, with, with people all over the industry. And I've, I've said before, and you guys might have heard it, you know, when you show up at ICSE, 80% of the first two questions that someone asks you when you run into them for the first time in Vegas is, hey, you know, when did you get in and where are you staying? Unless you're friends with them on Facebook. If you're friends with them on Facebook, then the comment would be, Hey, how's the baby? Or, oh, you're, I saw your soccer, your, your son won the soccer tournament. Or, you know, oh, you know, you know, I'm so sorry to hear that your son had that allergy issue in school. You know, it just, it's networking on steroids. And, and people say, um, well, we don't want to be stalkers. You know, I, you don't, Facebook, like I said, I wasn't on Facebook two years ago. So, um, you know, you can ask someone to be your friend and they don't have to respond. Or, you know, and, and certainly anytime retailers ask me to be my friend, I, I say yes. So it's, it's in their control. You're not stalking them if you ask them to be your friend and they don't, and they don't. But I've become friends with a lot of retailers and it's taken us to a way different relationship, um, stronger relationship than I had before. So, and then, and then, you know, regardless of what social media you engage in, you know, I started with Facebook business page. Then I, you know, ramped up my LinkedIn. Recently, I, I do Twitter. Twitter's the least that I do. I do some Twitter. But what I find with Twitter is, it's for me, it's a news feed. And what they talk about with Twitter, again, to be a thought leader, is to hijack the news. So, for example, when Amazon bought Whole Foods, you saw a lot of hijacking of that news where people in our retail industry jumped on that, like Dana Telsey and some other people, where, you know, they would comment on it as a thought leader and then, you know, that and their comments got retweeted. You know, so, for example, I read somewhere today uh, in all of my online news, and I don't know if you guys heard this, that KB Toys wants to try to take advantage of the, the whole, all the problems, you know, in the demise of Toys R Us. So that's very interesting because I think we all would love that, right? We'd love to have some toy guy try to take advantage of the demise of Toys R Us versus Walmart and Amazon. Uh, so, you know, hijacking the news and making a comment when you see a news feed on Twitter is how I've been using that. I haven't hijacked much news yet, but I'm using Twitter as news. Facebook, I'm posting videos on training, you know, on, on tips to be a better leasing agent or tips for students or people wanting to get into the business. Like I said, when Gary was on the phone, we um, ran a Facebook ad, our first one ever, um, I was. I learned recently. Uh, I was in New York um, at 
Gary's offices, working with some of the people in the background, learning about some of this stuff. And, you know, sometimes you see if you post something that Facebook will say, do you want to boost this, you know, post. And I used to boost posts. And what I learned when I was in New York last week is that's a complete waste of money. Never boost a post again. So um, so I'm, I'm stopping doing that. But I am trying the advertisement. I tried it for Shops of Sawgrass or Sawgrass Commons. I'm going to try it for the training business, and John and I are, are going to try it with the restaurant business. Um, Kara, my intern, uh, is – I'm not on Instagram at all. I have an Instagram account, but I'm not on it. She launched yesterday a Canvassing with Kara, and she's going to post pictures and maybe tips she's learned from canvassing on her Instagram account. And John has uh, on my team the South Florida restaurant guy. And he's been taking pictures and doing videos on restaurants in South Florida, and he's going to start doing some interviews with restaurants. So all of this, you know, we're trying all of this. You know, like like Gary said, some of it's going to work, some of it might not work. But, at least, you know, we believe that this is the future in our industry, that we need to do different things. The same old, same old I don't think is going to work. Um, I'm going to stop for a second, and, and, you know, I know Chris, I think Chris is on the phone. I heard Aaron. Chris, if you want to talk, if you're still on the phone, if you want to talk about LinkedIn, I know you've had some success with people wanting to see space based on your posts. So are you on still? Nope. Chris dropped off. So Chris had done a post. Chris has been mostly posting about leadership and education, and there was a guy who had a 30,000-square-foot – he was a 30,000-square-foot prospect, and um, I think it might have been on a post that we um, we put it, we put on about um, – oh, Chris is texting me saying, how do I speak? Hey, Josie, are, are we not unmuted? Okay. Um, we don't know why you're not unmuted, um, but I'll tell the story because I know it. Uh, there was a 30,000-square-foot user. Hello, can you hear me now? I can. You were, you were muting yourself. Tell the story about LinkedIn and the 30,000-square-foot box, please. So, so, so real quick, one of the – you know, I've been really – if anyone's following, I've been attacking LinkedIn primarily. I'm on every social channel, but, uh, you know, I've tried to – it, it, it's hard to be an expert with the time we have on a lot of channels. And all the experts will tell you that you should focus, you know, focusing in one place is okay. Uh, Beth does a great job in multiple places. Um, so I've been really focused on LinkedIn and putting thought leadership on real estate sales and leadership is my pillars of thought leadership that I'm on LinkedIn about. And I posted something about real estate and this guy I never heard of, uh, I didn't know uh, from, a, you know, multiple time zones away. He liked the post I had. Then he viewed my profile. Then he sent me a message saying he was representing a theater operator looking for uh, Kmart boxes and, you know, looking for cheap rent but spending a ton of money. And if I had any Kmart boxes, we should talk. So I've recently connected with him via phone. I have... Uh, you know, sent him our portfolio and what we have, and not just came our boxes, but what I thought might be opportunities for theaters, and we're continuing to connect. But that's one of many, um, and for me, it's 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 been content driven and not the paid ads. And we're starting here at DLC doing some of that, but it's been content driven and really branding myself is what's been driving traffic to me versus me and going to get traffic okay and now i love you but you have to mute your line because you're bringing in a lot of back back stuff um so that so that was an example i also wanted to point out a couple things you've got the you know jason siano in new york who's running around he represents starbucks and a lot of other national retailers big tenant rep firm 25 agents He's got, you know, a videographer following him, and he's posting content. He has a YouTube channel. I think Jay's about 40. Chris, I think, is around 40. Gabe Gonzalez, those of you in South Florida who know Gabe from Woolbright, he is, he, his brand is the CRE Nerd. He, I don't know how old Gabe is in his 30s. Uh, John Brewer, 
you know, my partner in the restaurant business, the 40s. I'm 57. This is not all about the millennials doing this. I mean, yes, Kara, you know, canvassing with Kara, 22 years old. But the others of us, you know, are are smart, successful, and someone mute your line because we're getting a lot of feedback, please. So this is not all about the youth doing this. And I've heard that when I go out into the into the conferences, you know, well, I'm going to leave that up to my guy, you know, in the office. Don't leave it up to the guy in the office who's 25. You guys do it. So some practical things. I, someone just texted me, how much time am I spending on this? So I'm spending about 30 minutes a day. And what I'm trying to do is a different platform every day. So my main platform, my pillar platform is Facebook business. Um, so I'll do a video and post it on Facebook business. And then I will also post it on LinkedIn. Or what we learned about LinkedIn, what Chris and I learned about LinkedIn, is that the written content on LinkedIn reaches 10 times the audience as a video. Now, that's today. The, the thing with these platforms is stuff changes all the time, and, and you know, algorithms change, so next week it might be different. But, um, so, but, but while that's the case, you're seeing people in the know doing more written, co- more written content. I also started – I have a YouTube channel where basically we're just posting the videos I do over to YouTube because YouTube is evergreen, meaning, you know, five years from now when someone's saying, how do I get into commercial real estate, they can go – they will search that and up my, pop my video where I talk about that. So that's on the YouTube channel. Um, and then I do something – you know, Gary is a huge – he's, he's a predictor of trends. And he's been talking to us, you know, his audience or his fans a lot about voice and how voice is the next big thing because time is our commodity. And sometimes you don't have time to watch a video. And if you have Alexa in the home, you know, you can say, Alexa, you know, tell me, you know, give me my Gary V for the day or whatever. And that's what, you know, you heard him talk about podcasts. Um, so voice, I, I started a channel on something called Anchor. And where I can just um, dictate right to my phone, and it turns it into a podcast. I don't, you know, he's also very big, and he didn't talk about this document, don't create. I don't have a fancy camera. I don't have lighting. Half the time, I'm not even wearing makeup. I'm coming out of the gym. So document, don't create. You know, so many people don't get started because, well, I, you know, I don't have the right equipment. So Anchor, very easy. You know, you press a button, you record, and then it transfers to a podcast. The po- on a future um, book club call, we're going to have one hour where we just talk about podcasts, people's p- favorite podcasts, and that will be probably in the summer. So I'll be asking you guys to, you know, let us know, you know, which ones you love. But for our industry specifically, Pico, Philip Edison, just started a podcast called Retail Intel, and it's funny, you know, Gary just mentioned Orange Theory. I think their first um, episode was interviewing Ellen Latham from Orange Theory and some of the other the guys that were, were led the franchise expansion. They um, interviewed me, so that was cool. So you can listen to that. So, so that's Retail Intel from Philip Edison. The other one is the JLL po- podcast with James Cook, and that's called Where We Buy. Those two, uh, and I know Chris Ressa, the, the guy who was just speaking on LinkedIn, is, has done a couple interviews as well with Val from the Container Store. So um, podcasts are cool. Listen to those. I like the one. Um, someone turned me on to the one, uh, How I Built This which is very cool because it's a lot of, it's a Home Depot and, you know, um, Rent the Runway, all of these great, you know, retail concepts that, uh, you know, you learn a lot from. So uh, voice, so I'm on Anchor, and then I told you Twitter, I'm, I'm on it a little bit, and then Instagram, I just told, you know, Kara to start. So in the book, Crushing It, Gary literally breaks down every platform and then talks to you about how you can benefit. You know, we really want to work through, you know, I'm going to have Kara work on the Instagram thing because um, 
we, what we want to do is you can find out who the influencers are, meaning who has big uh, following in your market. So, for example, I, obviously I'm running an ad for Sawgrass Commons because I've, I have the lowest occupancy I've ever had at this shopping center, so I'm trying to do a lot of different things. We're going to go on Instagram and see what we can find in the City of Sunrise as far as Instagram influencers, and if we find some, someone that's maybe like a clothing designer or an artist, a photographer, we're going to reach out to them and see if they want to have an event in one of my vacancies, and then, you know, we'll take some professional photographs, and then they can post it on their Instagram account, and like Gary said, you never know. Maybe someone that's on their page, if they've got 10,000 followers, needs space. So these are, you know, really out-of-the-box thinking as far, in my mind, as far as what we are doing in the retail industry and trying to leave space. And, and we don't know if it's going to work, but, you know, we're trying it. So, um, so document, don't create. And, and the other thing is while you're doing this and exploring these new platforms, you know, I'm learning as I'm going. You know, and I, I'm, you know, and, and what I did two years ago, I think it's two years, it might be a year, year and a half, is I reached out to Gabe Gonzalez, Mike Mogerman, um, Adam Lipkin, and John Brewer, who wasn't my partner at the time but was exploring or, or experimenting with different types of social media. And I said, let's all get together because I didn't see anyone else doing it in South Florida. And so we've been meeting, we've probably met, I don't know, six or eight times. We meet for a couple hours a shot. And we all share with what's the latest thing we've been doing in social media and how what were the results. Oh, and Barry Wolf. I don't want Barry who was calling in from London. So and Barry has done a great job on LinkedIn and he's been exploring the video world. And prior, you know, to a couple of years ago, he also and he's he's I, I don't know he's probably younger than me, but he's probably in his fifties too. So anyone our age on the phone that thinks they can't do this because this is for the millennials is is hogwash. Um, I'm going to keep talking unless someone interrupts me now with a question. Hey it's, yeah. It's Gabriel. I'm 34 for the record. I, I pride myself on my age. Um, there you go, 30s. Cool I said have, 30s, right? Yeah, I'll take it. How cool was it to have Gary on the phone, first of all? That was wild. Oh, cool. Um, <laughs> so I want to jump in. So when you were talking before about Facebook and Instagram, LinkedIn, like what Aaron and Chris are doing on LinkedIn is exactly the point of it. It is creating thoughtful conversations. You're engaging your audience. Your profile is being lifted, and ultimately that's going to bring more eyes to the product that we're all trying to get least or sold. So I think that's a great example of how to use LinkedIn well. Even if people are not commenting on it, like on Facebook and Instagram, it amazes me when I go into these conferences now and people know that I was at Disney last week or that I have a restaurant space at Pepper Tree that needs to be leased, or, you know, I was <clears throat> canvassing in the challenges. Even if people are not commenting, don't be discouraged. Don't be – don't take that as maybe this isn't working. It is working, and people are looking, because there's not a lot of commercial real estate people in the social media space. Um, it, it blows my mind that people will try it for two or three times, get five, like, five likes, and that's it, and then they give up on it. Instead of continuing to push, this is a long play. This is not a short-term right. thing. Um, and I think it's super important for that. I think it's important to have an opinion. And I think Chris's writings, Aaron's writings are a great way to start the conversation, have an opinion. I think Raphael does that really well at Crack of LinkedIn. He'll repost an article and share his opinion on it. I think those are great ways to create conversations. If you don't think you can document per se or you're just sitting in an office making phone calls, that's another way to create a piece of content that you really didn't create, but you add your own two cents to it and can start a conversation on it. So those are just two things I want to jump in on. Absolutely. I mean, definitely, you know, what Gary started this years and years and years ago, and, and they said for the first, you know, 12 months that he had his YouTube channel for the wine library, you know, it was his parents, his aunts and uncles, you know, he had no following, and then and then it all caught up. And, and I see the same thing. You know, I try not to even focus on the stats because when I'm out at a conference, you know, tons of people, I like your videos, keep do, you know, do your videos, I like, keep doing them. And, and, and I'm like, wow, I, I didn't even know that anyone was really watching them because the numbers didn't really show it, right? So it's a exactly. long game. And, and, and it's about helping people, you know, and, and what's very interesting, you brought up Chris. Um, Chris has been doing a lot of stuff on LinkedIn, and, and I hope Chris doesn't get, you know, well, I know he won't get upset because he put this in writing, but, you know, so Chris posted a post 
last week about, you know, the, I think the opening sentence was, uh, my mother left when I was two. I mean, like, swallow hard when you read that, right? And he, I think he got over 100,000 views, 100,000 views, and um, 30 or 40 people called him, reached out to him. So, you know, not saying we should all go out and be, you know, in air, you know, in air any of that, but the vulnerability, you know, I, I, I'm thinking about doing a series on how I fill back Sawgrass Commons. And, you know, that puts me out there, makes me very vulnerable. Here I am supposed to be this rock star leasing agent, and, you know, I went from 96% lease to, I think, 60. <laughs> i got to get that thing leased. I'm paying the mortgage on, on the deal. So, uh, but being vulnerable and not being afraid you know, there, you know, everyone says, well, social media, it's only there to talk about how great life is. And, you know, the, the people that are more honest and more vulnerable, you know, are, are, are going to touch people and touch people's lives, probably, you know, make more of an impact, right? So ignore the stats. Don't be afraid to say, hey, I'm struggling with this. You know, I posted something. I, uh, about a month ago, I had a client, and we had a former Kmart box, and I was really struggling with the costs of the splitting of the box. And I just put it up there. I said, I'm, you know, I can't get real numbers. You know, my client doesn't want to do full set of drawings. You know, what, do you, what, what are you guys seeing out there? And I got so much help. It was so phenomenal. So um, don't be afraid to ask questions or, or say, I'm, I'm not being successful at this. You know, what are y'all's ideas, Right. The, um, the other thing that I wanted to bring up was, to, you know, blogs, which, you know, used to be the word, you know, five years ago versus vlogs, you know, vlogs being involving video. Um, you know, B- Bills and Sumberg, which is the law firm I use, they have a blog where they, you know, write opinion and they ask people to write as well. And Gabe Navarro, for those of you who know, um, Gabe and his family business, they just started a blog, and I actually um, wrote something for that. So blogs is also a good way to, uh, you know, be involved in the social media um, in, in that. Who on the phone, I know I've been, we've been talking about this a lot, uh, who on the phone has done DMing, direct messaging on social media and gotten any deals from it or any activity? Anyone on the phone want to jump in on that? Hey, Beth, this is Jake Dugan uh, with PEB. Um, yeah, I've, I've done some Facebook prospecting. Uh, I still have to watch your video. I wasn't able to catch that yet. But, yeah, I've been doing a lot of Facebook prospecting, and i found that I would say between 30 and 40% of the time, whether it's a yes, no, or a maybe, I, I will get an answer from a tenant versus emailing is maybe 5 to 10% of the time. Um, so I think it definitely works. Yay, I agree. Hey, Justin, you know. Adam, listen, I wanna, I'll ask something, too, on LinkedIn whenever you're ready. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks, Jake, for that. Go ahead, Adam. Hi, Adam. Hey, how are you? Hey, guys. So, um, you know, very similar. It doesn't matter necessarily whether it's leasing or sales. I happen to be on the lending side. But um, I'll tell you, on LinkedIn, I find that I've been doing a campaign. I did this uh, LinkedIn coaching program, and it was really effective. I'll tell you that in the last five weeks that I've been doing it, I started out, I was at around, I'll give you, stat, like, actual stats so you could kind of use that as, like, a gauge. But I was at around 1,600 contacts. And I really said I want to increase my connections and really have it be targeted. I'm now at 2142, right? So that's now over um, close to 600 out of sending out invitations to maybe 1300. So I'm getting close to 40% acceptance. And I found that one of the little things you could do is rather than just hitting connect, even though it's so easy to do, if you have just a simple connection message, and I'm focusing on more of second group connections, but mine is just as simple as, you know, Beth uh, saw we have a lot of contacts in common, thought it would be make sense to uh, discuss synergy. There's something along those lines. And it's now led to a follow-up that then you could initiate a conversation with. It's actually led to a lot of business opportunities. So I think that the direct LinkedIn messaging is also really helpful. You don't necessarily have to use in-mail if you're going to second-degree connections. And I do like the idea of that second-degree because it's like that, uh, that affinity that you have, that there's some people you have in common and I think nowadays we, we like that. We're using that as a little bit of a, you know, kind of filter to maybe focus more on people that we know through others. So I, I think LinkedIn's been great. I'm going to be using it a lot more. That's fabulous. I use LinkedIn mostly for the training business. And what I do, I don't know where I learned this from, but um, I, what I do is I go to the search bar, 
And it, for some reason, this is what someone told me, and I don't, maybe I took a class. I can't remember. You put a quotation mark, and then I write leasing, uh, like retail leasing director or director of retail leasing, uh, quotation marks, and you push people. And then, uh, you know, all these people drop down, and they're leasing directors from landlords around the country, and I click on them, inviting them to be my my friend or my, my contact. So what was so I've been doing this for the last year. I started a year ago. I had like four thousand contacts in LinkedIn. I now am approaching eleven thousand. And again, oh I do God, this. At, I do it like when I'm in the grocery store, waiting in line, or at the doctor's office with you know Alex or Mario. I'll just do you know ten or twenty. It's very easy. And I've been able to to and so but and so the question always is, well, does it work? So a week ago, I got a call from someone that or an, an email, and it said, hey, you know, we're doing. Um, Oh, our company is having a tw- their 20th annual retreat in Captiva, and we want you to speak at it. And so I get on the phone. This is a company out of out of uh, Ohio. So I get on the phone, and I'm, we're talking. I said, by the way, how did you hear about me? You know, I had looked them up. I had I went to LinkedIn. I saw that they were a contact, but I had no connection to them, like no second, you know, sec- no relation. So she said, oh. She said, "My you you connect, you LinkedIn connected with my boss, and he looked you up and then told me to call you. So it for sure works, right? You know, and let me let me just say one other thing about that. And what's so amazing, we're talking about content creation, is that when you have in your case, amazing, ten thousand, eleven thousand people plus, um, eleven thousand people are now seeing whenever you put out that blog or audio or content piece. So I think that's the other great thing. It really magnifies." any of that presence building that you do when you have that many more people as part of your social network. Yeah. So, okay, so I got a, so again, I got the call, I got another text. How much time are you putting in? So 30 minutes a day is all I'm doing. Now, that, if I leave the gym and I'm thinking, oh, I haven't posted anything in a while, you know, or sometimes if, if an idea pops into my head, I'll do a video about it or I'll do, you know, Chris, Ressa, I know he spends like Sunday afternoons and evenings planning his week in advance, like what he wants to post. Um, I just wing it. it. That's kind of my personality. But it, a lot of times I'll get like emails or I'll have a client call. I have a lot of clients I coach, so when I'm on a, call, a coaching call, a topic will come up that seems pertinent, and then I will, you know, do a video on that. So, um, again, that's for, for my training business, but with John Brewer, my restaurant partner, you know, he's going to start interviewing restaurateurs, and I think that that will help um, uh, increase his visibility and exposure in the retail restaurant industry. So I think, you know, someone, we saw someone at Agent 2021, uh, a residential person, and um, she went around her town interviewing, like, the mayor and, you know, DOT about a pothole. She became the expert in her small town. She was residential, and everyone called her that when they wanted to buy a house, they're like, well, we want to call Susie Q because she's the expert in this town. So I think there's a a ton of different things you can do. If you haven't read the book, read the book because if you're inclined to try some of this stuff, and you know, and yes, it's okay if you think we're crazy because we're crazy. But you know, what Jeff Bezos says, if you're not, you know, try 20 things and 18 won't work, but the two that will work, you know, will be phenomenal. So, um, and and of course, everyone says to be consistent about you know, being involved on social media. I, I don't, I'm not succeeding. I kind of do it, you know, three days in a row and then I don't do it for a week. So that's shame on me. I'm working on that. But, um, but so that's, that's kind of the book. I always promise you guys that we get done in 50 minutes. It's 1219. Hey, hey, Beth. Yeah. Yeah. One thing I forgot to mention, does it work? So we just signed a lease two weeks ago at Pepper Tree, which is not a sexy shopping center from Instagram. It was purely from Instagram. It was not a paid ad. It was an organic. We shot video for a space, put it on the Instagram stories, hashtag and location market with the areas. So each shot, they're 15 seconds long. One was Margate, one was Coral Springs, one was Coconut Creek, and it was about eight of those little story segments. And we hired a girl, or I hired a girl who's getting my, my feed out there organically in those markets. I pay her $100 a month. That's all she does, get my content out there. The person who ended up signing a lease saw the Instagram story, 
clicked through to our Instagram profile, went to the Woolbright website, saw the shopping center, drove the shopping center, all before calling me. Once they called wow. me, we went from the first conversation to a signed lease within 48 hours. So the wow. answer of does this work, yes, it does. But that same person didn't just look at the story. They went through my profile. They liked a few photos. They connected with me. So it all goes down to having an active profile and not being all business because if you go to my Instagram page, you can see there's food. Everyone who knows me loves that I'm a fatty. So there's food there. There's personal things, and there's business things. There's a mixture of everything. But having the active profile made them feel comfortable enough to go through all of that. The person who I was paying got the information out there. And then once the layout was there, they were able to get the information they needed, and it turned into a real deal, a 1,500-square-foot deal that we signed from an Instagram story. Nothing was paid. It was all organic. So for the people on the phone asking, does this work, if you say no, that's fine. I'll keep cashing checks from leasing deals we're doing as the number of deals we do from social media continue to grow. Yay. I love it. Okay. Any other questions? So let me uh, make some announcements. Um, Gary has three videos I think are pertinent to us. One, he talks about Toys R Us and what's going on. He talks about the top five sales tips, and he just had an interview with Danny Meyer. Why am I saying that? Because next month is Setting the Table, Danny Meyer's book, Setting the Table. Our industry is, has, you know, we have a restaurant explosion going on, so that will be our book. I doubt I'll have Danny Meyer on the call, so don't get too excited. Um, so, but, you know, I won't, I won't not ask him, that's for sure. So watch those three videos uh, from Gary Vaynerchuk because they're very applicable to our business and what we do. Five tips for salespeople, the Toys R Us video, and the Danny Meyer interview. Our call is on April 20th. And um, for those of you that oh, you guys follow my YouTube channel, Beth Azor, and then lastly, we have a new event. Hugh Chen and I have, uh, and, and we have a committee. We're um, putting on an event on September 20th called the South Florida Independent Retailers Awards, where we're going to have an Oscars event for mom and pops. We have five categories. We're going to have five nominees in each category. We'll have live voting at the event. It will be like from 8 to 1 at the Signature Grand. We have uh, about 15 sponsors. If you're interested in sponsoring the event, give us a call. And um, we're about to start publicizing the event. It's going to be phenomenal, local tenant driven. So um, thanks, you guys, for participating. Go to my YouTube channel, and I'll see you on April 20th for Setting the Table with Danny Meyer. Bye, guys.